Welcome to the G-Squared Podcast, brought to you by G-Squared Professional Training and Coaching and Anchor.com. Every episode, we'll tackle a specific topic on anything and everything professional development. We will feature a guest on every episode and get into in-depth discussions that you will not want to miss. Yeah, man, he just went on and on about it. And, I'm, and even though I knew the guy, in the back of my mind, I was trying to keep a serious face. But I was also just trying to give him a signal. I'm like, no, no, don't, stop, <laughs> please. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to our last episode in our conference prep series. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, mainly the interview stage of conferences. And at the end, we're going to talk about a very special topic that we'll bring up at the very end. Um, but again, I want to welcome Goose. Goose, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Cool. So I want to first off, before we get talking, I want to thank every single one of you who's listened to the last few episodes and to the episodes overall because... Thanks to you, not only did we cross the 400 uh, listens mark, but we're about to cross the 450 mark. And that means that within a week, we were able to have 100 listens um, on our podcast. So I want to thank every single one of you for taking the time and listening to us. It actually shows us that you guys are actually listening. And hopefully, um, you guys are finding some value. And I've had a lot of great feedback. Um, I do want to mention... Um, some feedback that I've had where you guys have mentioned some certain sound stuff going on with the mic. I do want to apologize. It has a lot to do with the phone calls that we record as we're doing this. So we're going to find ways to make it better. So hopefully uh, this episode I've made some adjustments so that doesn't happen, hopefully. Um, but anyway, so at the time of this recording, uh, the Chef National Convention is about two days away. And I've had a lot of... Um, mentoring and advising and and event participations and hoping and helping you guys get prepared and i'm liking what i'm seeing so far but today i think the one thing that we do need to talk about is the interview process and goose is obviously like i've mentioned before in other episodes has done this many many times has performed interviews many many times a lot more than i have and i'm going to actually let him lead the conversation so goose the interviews. Well, <clears throat> so, I mean, to start off, if you get to an interview, congratulations. You know, that's, uh, the, 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 I mean, we, we do have to start there. You know, the, the getting through the, the screening process <laughs> and then you're telling your speech and then selling yourself and then, you know, if you get an interview and within the conference, you get that piece of paper and you're, you know, out of the hundreds of students that are there, um, you within the conference. So, you know, we're going to be talking about this at the at more at the end of the podcast. But that in itself um, should really bring your confidence up, and that you're one step closer to whatever it is that you want to achieve. Um. So, but interviews. So once you get to an interview, um, you know. I'm going to use my experiences with like Boeing and, you know, you, you may have some, some as well, but once you get to an interview, you're probably going to have two, two to three people in the room. Um, this is going to be about three people. One of them is always an HR representative. Another person is a manager. And if, if it's those two people, then those, those are the ones you get. Sometimes you get a third, which is we, 
in this case for the sharp conferences would be some sort of engineer you know um that they that handles more day-to-day stuff um let's see what else a you will usually get asked about five to six questions you know the first interview is usually a behavioral <laughs> interview and i know a lot of a lot of you already have a lot of experience you know practicing you know what your mock interviews is um a behavioral interview so you really want to stick uh, my suggestion is always stick to the star method um you really want to nail it down and stick to the point do not deviate do not try to um go um try try not to uh go on tangents uh try to keep it to what it is that you you're trying to convey um and then yeah i mean do you have anything that you would like to add from like a star star interview process so for those who don't know what the star method is it's it stands for situation task um action and results so right. what, it, what it is, it's, it's, a, it's a way of answering questions. Uh, it, it's a way of helping you tell the story as you answer a question. So let's say, for example, I say, tell me a time you had to deal with a difficult situation. Well, let's say you had something going on in school. Explain the, pro- the project, for example. Explain what was going on. Explain what was your role in that uh, project. And explain the situation, what you did, explain the action you took to resolve that situation. If you had a difficult people, person on your team, talk about how you handled it. Did you approach that person? Did you, um, you know, get there as a team to talk to that person? And then at the end, talk about what happened after, what were the results? Did that person pick up their game? Did you end up kicking that person off the team? Did you end up getting an A in the class? Whatever it is, the STAR method helps you tell that story. Now, a lot of people think that that by, by using the STAR method, it's something that you have to memorize. No. The more you practice it, the more actually is going to happen without you even realizing it. You know, so the more you get into the habit of answering questions using the STAR method, the more it just starts becoming natural and you're just doing it, you know, as if you weren't even trying. <clears throat> but right. What, I, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, it's, that's kind of like why – it, it was just more second nature for me to just call it the star method just because I've dealt with it for so long, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the, if you, if you just stick to that, you're most likely going to be fine. You know, um, you have, you have to go into an interview. So one of the, I guess one of the things that I, that I really want to talk about, especially with, with interviews is, um, you, you should go into an interview understanding that the that the recruiters are about to interview and it could be it could be frightening because we've all been there i've been on both ends um they want you there so remember that you were you were in uh like probably 200 people you know that lined up for this job so so they want you there so you're already a step up you know and so um that's kind of like if you if you get the jitters or something that's something that like i, I I, I like people reminding them off. Um, and you have the power to lead the conversation, you know, so um, lead the conversation to when you when an answer, when you answer a question, answer a behavioral question. Um, uh, yeah. Lead it to what you want to be answered, what you want to be asked afterwards, because there's going to be uh, follow up questions, you know, and, and if you, this, if you just glaze over your resume, while you're giving an answer, then we're really gonna 
it, 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 most recruiters will definitely really poke at it to try to get more information out of it. Yeah, and, and the thing with that is is you have to go in there owning the room. The, the time that you have to, to conduct this interview is for you. It is your opportunity to really sell, make one final attempt to to give it your all and, and, and give them why you feel that you want to work for this company, why you fit within this company. Um, and again, as nervous as you are, you have to also think you made it to this point. You, you've, you've surpassed who knows how many people to get to that point. So there's obviously something that you've intrigued in these recruiters. Now it's just really selling them and answering the questions as they come. Now, Goose, when you see a candidate, what is what is the first few things that you you notice right off the bat? Is it, is it the way they look, the way they act? What are the certain things besides answering questions that you look at? Uh, presentation is a big part of it. Uh, so you know, definitely dress, dress appropriately, dress for the part. Um, you're there to make an impression. Um, so, you know, Andres just mentioned about owning the room. You know, if you if you walk into an interview booth confident uh, about what you're about to sell, which is you know yourself, what you what you what you can offer, that goes well. That's that goes well for you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you want to is, listen intently. You know, um, you want to. Well, listen intently, but also don't be afraid to ask questions, you know, and like be prepared. And so um, that, that kind of is leading me into another topic. But one of the biggest things is like as I'm, a, as I'm interviewing someone, um, one of the one of the big things is like if you don't understand what I'm asking, if you don't if you don't get it, don't be afraid to ask me for clarification. I rather you. Because then that tells me that you're, first of all, you're listening or trying to listen. You're just not understanding what, what maybe I'm asking. Maybe I just didn't say it properly, you know, but then it shows that you care. If you just like, I say it and then like halfway through your answer, uh, you, you take a step back and you're like, wait, what did you mean when you said this? Like that, that, doesn't, that doesn't look well. It's better just take your time, pause, think, and then mm-hmm. go into your answer. So when it comes to answering questions, um, obviously there's different types of interviews. There's behavioral and there's technical. But in my opinion, um, if you've done the research prior, and again, if you've gotten to this point, it's because obviously you've convinced them that you have done homework and that you are a worthy candidate or potential candidate. But you have to still be in that mindset that, all right, I need to to continue to show what well, my interest is in, in with this company. Um, what I have to offer in terms of my experience, I have to still know what I've done and willing to bring that into the interview. But in terms of questions, Goose, do you think that there's a perfect way for people to answer types of these types of questions, behavioral, technical? Oh, okay. Well, so it depends. And again, like that's not really an answer, but it, it, it depends. It depends on the personality of the of the person, right? And so, well, first of all, um, I get well. Okay, so I guess yeah, the answer would be yes because I feel that the perfect answer is one that fits the starman. 
if I am following your story, if I know what the situation was, the task was, the actual was, the result, and like what part you took in all of that, then that is the perfect answer. You know, um, when I say that it varies depending on the person, it's, it's, it depends on the personality, right? And so one of the things is, as recruiters is that you also have to take into account um, each individual's personality. Not everybody is, uh, you know, type A, I'm going to come in, you know, like, like this is all my information. I'm not afraid. Like there are some people that are, um, you know, shy. Some are also humbled. Some are like, and what I mean by humble is, you know, I, I, I've had students where, um, where I can tell they know what they're talking about, right? And I know that they, I, that, that I know that they would fit well on the team, but it's a personality trait, right? Some some people are like, we did it, right? Like, my, you're talking about a project from school, and you're talking about what everybody did and what we all did, and, you know, and we got it together, and that's great. You know, it shows that you're a team player. But when it comes to an interview, I want to know what you've done. And it doesn't it doesn't mm-hmm. come off. Um, it's not it's not a bad thing. It's not it's not like I'm going to think that, oh, if you're arrogant or something like that, you know, it's more showing me your skills within the team. So that's why I said like the perfect answer. Yeah. is follow the star method, but then at the same time, like a recruiter is also very aware of like different personalities. So the biggest, the biggest thing that I could say is for each of you to just be yourself when you're in an interview. Yeah. It's really just answering the question to the best of your ability, but you have to use the techniques. Now there are times where the interviewer will say, please use the star method. But a majority of the time, they won't. And even if they don't, it's expected for you to use the star method. Um, yeah, they don't. They won't tell you. They they, they won't tell you. They, it's a, it's more of a, a known, <clears throat> yes, etiquette of interviewing. It's become such a standard that um, because it's so easy to follow for both the interviewer and the interviewee that it's like. It just kind of flows better, you know. So if if you're all over the place, um, yeah, it, it it's just better for you to know the method. Yeah. All right. So so I think we've one last thing before we get into story time. We do in all sure. these episodes is the final questions that the interviewee should ask the interviewer. Now, I always say either ask something that you're actually really curious about, whether it's about the person's job or the company itself. Or try to finish maybe possibly asking for feedback. Maybe you want to know how you did. Um, Goose, how do you feel when people usually ask about you know feedback, like how they did on the interview? Um, so, so that's that's. I'll start. I'll start with okay. this. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a heads up. So okay. I've heard this. This is what I've heard. I've heard that it actually is a good thing. Why? Because because not only does it show that you are willing to grow and that you're just looking for feedback, it allows you to recognize as an adult that you're looking to improve. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, that makes perfect sense. And that's, a, that, yeah, that's, that, that, that's a great uh, viewpoint. The reason I pause is not because it's a bad question, but it's because sometimes we can't answer it. Ah, okay. Yeah, so like sometimes like 
Like I can tell you, oh, you did well, but you're not gonna get the job. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like you did well, and then this is what happened. You know, but like I still have other interviews to go through, and it is both your strengths and weaknesses that later on we're gonna have to, you know, sit down and and don't get me wrong, like you might have done great in the interview, and we might have we might have loved you, but you know maybe. X person did just a little bit better, and because it is a joint decision, you know that person maybe got the job. But that doesn't. It's it's so hard to narrow it down, you know, yeah. especially because when you when you get that interview, us as recruiters, we know you have what it takes to get this. But then later on, like let's say, um, let's say we got give out sixteen slips at the hospitality center, right? Right. We technically only have three positions or four, you know? So <laughs> out of 16 people, we have to pick four. And that's and that's really hard. So that's what I'm saying, like going back to the original question of like the feedback. Yeah, the feedback is great, but that's why I pause because sometimes it's hard because I may think you're a perfect candidate, but then when I walk and I like, I don't want to mislead you. Not because I don't think you deserve the job, but because maybe at the end of the day, I won't be able to give you the job. Right, right, right. No, I actually don't, in my personal opinion, I actually don't like asking that question. Because... I don't I don't like it either, because it puts me in that situation that I just described. Well, I don't like, I don't like suggesting for people to ask that question, because, yeah, that reason you just brought up is a good reason. Just because I'd rather have them, I'd rather show my curiosity and and interest in working in that company, you know, regardless of how I felt I did, I just want to know more. How was your, how was your day-to-day job? Or, you know, and the depart- if I were to get this internship, what would be the initial steps of what would be my experience as, as in the company during the, like things like that. Um, and that maybe might fuel the conversation to go further. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I just, it's never been one of the things that, so how how bad I always feel like how bad did I do? That's kind of the way I feel that question is saying how bad did I do? Um, that's true. That's true. I, I had to think about it like that. It could it, it does come off. It could come off as you know you're not confident in what just happened here. It depends, I guess. It just really depends how you say it. I don't know. Not the, but it, but it, it, again, it's all a matter of opinion, and right. it's all a matter of like you know <clears throat> each individual person, you know. So right, right. Um, I, I think the safe route when it comes to you definitely have to ask questions afterwards. Um, if you if you finish the interview and you have no questions, that's gonna look really bad on you. So, um, how that being said though, for the, for the for the sake of people who are, who are thinking, because I know they are, is how how does that come off as bad? Well, because it's it because it's, it it comes off as. You're just there to be there. You're not interested, you know. And, and you know, we just asked you a bunch of questions, and and we were interviewing you, and now you have a chance to interview us, you know. And you have a chance to learn about more about the company and some of the stuff that you said. You know, like we we want to know that you're interested and that you want to be a part of it, and that we can work together, and that you know this is what you want just as much as we want you, you know. So if you if you just walk in there and answer all of our questions and then you finish and then you're like, okay, bye. Like, 
<laughs> we, I, I don't know. Personally, I feel like we just kind of waste our time, you know? Mm. So, um, are you not that interested that you don't want to know maybe what I do or maybe what my manager here sitting next to me does? Or maybe you want to know about um, opportunities within the company, you know, just outside of what you apply for? Because some of these companies have many opportunities. So it just it opens up conversations for us to get to know you a little more if you also ask us questions. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> well, yeah, guys, like always, we're, we're trying to keep these subject matters very broad and very um, based on our opinion experience. And as always, it's up to you guys to find out your best way of preparing and to contact in these interviews. So. Um, we're only coming off it from experience, and he's still saying he's done this many, many times, so he's speaking from firsthand um, experience. So, right, I, I will, I will make a disclaimer because I just said please ask questions, but I, I will make a disclaimer. Please ask questions that you want to ask. So now, because I don't want, I don't want people listening to this to go into an interview and be like, okay, I heard that I have to ask questions, and you ask like twenty questions. <laughs> You know, no, like, don't I don't do want that, that either. Please don't do that. You know? just, Please just don't. Take your time. Think about what you want to ask, what you're really passionate and interested about and what you would want to learn at that moment. You have it's, it's a free chance for you to ask any question that you want. So, you know, make it something that would be worth it to you. I do want to add that that um, you do have you will have some time. You know, sometimes they'll tell you you have an interview in 10 minutes. And you'll be like, okay, uh, take the time to really just take a breath and reassess, okay, what do I need to, to prepare for? What do I need to ask at the end of the interview? Now, yeah. as a tip for those of you heading to these big conferences, keep your phone charged um, because what happens a lot of times is, yeah, what happens a lot of times is, you know, you could be in your, 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 your hotel room at 1 in the morning and you'll get a text message from a recruiter saying, hey, are you available for 2.30 p.m. the ne uh, next day for an interview? Because these recruiters, these HR people, they're they're nonstop looking at these resumes that they just looked at that day and just trying to figure out, okay, who do you want to give slots to? Who do you want to interview? Yeah, so, they, they work late into the night. So especially if you, um, if you go to a hospitality <laughs> seat, for example, um, and you don't immediately get a, a – a slip for an interview, that doesn't necessarily mean you didn't get an interview. It just means that maybe they have a, a lot of candidates. And like I said, they have to narrow it down to, you know, 16 to 20 people, something like that. Right. So after you leave the hospitality sheet, after hospitality sheet is done at around nine, we stay up and we figure out which ones do we want to, you know, who do we want to interview? And then they, the HR people have to contact you. So yes, please keep your phone on and charge because you might get a call at like midnight you know yeah so yeah that's happened to me i'm like half asleep and they're like didn't do the unknown numbers calling me i'm like who's calling me and i heard the voicemail like oh we want to yeah. let you in just let us know if you're available i'm like oh okay <clears throat> yeah so um tagging on to that i think just overall uh, before we get into that special topic i wanted to talk to you um I know we said in the last episode about really networking and getting, uh, you know, going to these events prior to career fair. And probably if you're thinking of going to the big companies, if you wait just to the career fair, you're most likely not going to get anything on the spot. 
Um, right. If you don't get an interview at the conference, that does not mean you will not get an interview after. A majority of these interviews get done over the phone. They either fly you out. These things get done afterwards. So don't feel discouraged if you don't get anything on the spot at the conference. Right, right. Um, right, we're talking from experience, from our from our own experiences, <coughs> but because we work for major companies, major global companies that, you know, handle their recruiting like that. But the majority of the companies going to these things don't. You know, so they go, you know, to seek out talent and then, you know, they contact you like a couple of days later after the conference. So, you know, if you walk out of the conference and you didn't get an interview or you didn't get a job or, you know, whatever it may be, that does not mean that they're not, they're not still looking or that the, and that the conference was, you know, you went to this conference in vain, you know, so. Yeah. Like, just keep that in mind, please, because it, it, you know, it, it comes to, um, you'll see it with like your friends, you know, say if somebody gets an interview with a major company that they, they'll go through the interview process and stuff like that. And that might discourage you because you didn't get one. That does not mean any, that, that has nothing to do with you. You know, that's just the way that like things, things work with different companies. Yeah. And, and, and that actually is a good segue to our, next subject which is what i want in this one we haven't prepared for this i'm just throwing this at you but um actually wait we didn't tell stories yet i'll tell one story i'll tell one story okay so this was my first conference as a recruiter um back in seattle for shet and um so we had interviewed this guy and, and god bless him because i knew him and we interviewed him and we asked my manager asked him a question of hey um so tell me a time you had a i think it was tell me a time you had a difficult team member and what did you do to resolve that issue i think that was the question it was something along the lines of that and the guy just went on this tangent of how bad this other person was oh no yeah, man, he just went on and on about it. And, I'm, and, and even though I knew the guy, in the back of my mind, I'm just trying to keep a serious face. But I was also just trying to give him a signal. I'm like, no, no, don't, stop, please. <laughs> and and oh, it just went on and on. And I already knew what was going to happen. And we asked, like, I think a few more questions. And at the end, he asked, how did he do? And we were like, well, he did good. Um, if we think you are a, a further, we want to evaluate further. We'll contact you. You know the whole when you know yeah. when you know a candidate yeah. is not good, you give him that spiel. <laughs> and he was just like, "All right, great." And he walked out. And afterwards, I saw him. He's like, "Dude, how are you doing, dude? I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. Why did you go on a tangent, man? That's the <laughs> last thing you should be doing. No, 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 no." And unfortunately, as you can guess, he didn't get the the opportunity. But uh. Um, there's other times where I think that people talk about something completely irrelevant, whether it's like talking about their dog and, and like, look, I get that sometimes we say that you can talk about things that have don't have to be work or school related, but keep it within the the, the, the environment of the question. Don't go right, off on yeah. some so random thing that it just completely is irrelevant to what we're trying to ask. Right. Um, yeah, do you have a story? 
So, well, I, I have a story, but it's not necessarily like specific, specific to interview related. It's just that I just thought about it when we were talking about like different, different stories of like um, things that happen in interviews. So we had a student that um, interviewed with us and he didn't do so well. You know, like you said, it went on on a tangent. So it's a similar story to what you just told. And uh, we did, like, we didn't extend them a, a second round. We, we were doing two round interviews at the conference. So we're going to send them for the second round. But we didn't know this. The next person we had interviewed was a good friend of his. And so we interviewed him and he got into the second round. Well, both of them showed up to the second round because his friend told them that he had a second round interview with us. So he showed up and we were all super confused about what had happened. And then I, I like, I just want to give God, that guy props because that is being really confident, even though you didn't get a, you didn't get a call for a second interview to show up to a second interview. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. It's not it's not relevant to actually interviews. I just thought it was really funny, and I wanted to share. So you know that dude. That's also why you gotta keep your your phone on. And if you get a call, you got a call. If you didn't, it's okay. <laughs> I had you know how I don't know for people who haven't been to the interview side of things. When you go to these conferences, there's a specific area that's kind of closed off. And it's all a bunch of curtains, and it's each company has their set of curtains where they do the interviews, right? Now there's some yeah. companies that have like waiting rooms and like like snacks, like you know, General Mills will have the, like their cereal or yeah. chips or whatever. This guy, it was at Seattle as well. He had come in, and you know how in the front door they said, "Do you have an interview?" He said, "Yeah, I have an interview with X company." So they go in. This guy, I noticed him. <laughs> he was. I noticed him go in, and he was going row by row, getting things from the little – Yeah. And then I left because I went to go pick a, a student up and say, hey, listen, we're ready, we're ready for your interview. I went back in. I dropped off the student, and the dude was walking the opposite direction of me in our row. And I'm thinking, this guy is still in here getting things free. You know, like just right. grabbing and pickpocketing. Yeah. And then at the end of the – I think I saw him at the career fair afterwards, and I just looked at him. And I was like, you know what? I kind of want to give you a job. But no, I don't want to <laughs> at the same time. <clears throat> I just found that funny. I'm like – and it goes back to those things, guys. Like be smart. Don't do not do things like that. I don't know what he was thinking. But hey, it made me, I made, it made me laugh that, that, that point. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so going now into the, the special topic I want to talk to you, um, and I want to uh, uh, apologize to, to the listeners that are, my voice is sounding a little off because I'm fighting a cold right now, but uh, I'm still here doing my doing my thing. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so the special topic I wanted to talk about is I've I had the, the pleasure of mentoring many people over the years, few years. And whether it's through advice, a phone call here and there, uh, full-on mentoring, um, I've met a lot of cool people and, and a lot of people I've, I've been able to say that are, I've maintained friendships with. But one of the things that I've always noticed at the beginning is the, the issue of confidence. 
And even till this day, I just attended this this uh, event about the experiences a lot of people have had, both good and bad, at these conferences. And I noticed that that a lot of the, the questions that were not a lot, but some of the questions that were asked were involving confidence, you know, stepping out of your shell, um, being an introvert, all that stuff. And Esteban and I, and I'm going to get a little real with this topic, is, you know, we the reason we started G-Squared, it wasn't to get known, it wasn't to get popularity, it was honestly to, to tell students that years ago when we were in those shoes who, again, same, same scenarios, were not confident, and we didn't have the GPA or the grades to, 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 to leverage, so we definitely were not confident. Um, we wanted to start this to really help students build that confidence. Um, yeah. and, and we're not we're not experts. We're not coming off as experts. And, and what we try to do is be relatable. And what I want to talk about now, Esteban, is I want you to to at least give us a whatever you're comfortable with, obviously. But give right. us how your experience was at your very first conference. And I'm not talking about you know the the internship opportunities or the interviews you did not get more of of how you were at that time to how you were from your most successful conference to how you are now as a professional right so okay so i mean so my um, my first conference was um fourth quarter in 2012 and i i was not confident at all for that conference, I didn't have a good a good GPA. I didn't have really have a good resume, um, and I was being extremely pessimistic, you know, in that conference. I, you know, I, I went to talk to Boeing in that conference because I wanted to work for them. But but I went in there and I was like, I don't like I wasn't believing what I was selling, you know, um, and and I was a nervous wreck and I remember going in there and I, you know, one of the first recruiters that I talked to, she could tell how nervous I was. Like, I mean, like I got, I think I was probably sweating through my, through my suit. Yeah, it was, I was so nervous, you know, and we've all been there and like, I was just like, I'm, I'm, I, I was probably dehydrated. Um, anyways. Oh, oh yeah. Drink a lot of water guys. Yeah. Drink a lot of water. Very dehydrated. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, that, that conference for me was an eye opener. You know, a lot of you who are listening, if you guys are going into your first conference, um, it's easier said than done for you to be confident, you know, it, it, it comes from within, but, uh, we, we've all been there and it was overwhelming for me. I just remember like. I walked out of that conference afterwards and I just felt defeated. You know, I felt like I wasn't going to really ever get a job because man, like look at all these people in here trying to get this job with, you know, all this amazing, you know, resumes and GPAs and all this stuff. And here I am with my below three O GPA and not really a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, extracurriculars to show for, you know, and you know you feel defeated. You feel like you're not gonna you're not gonna make it. Um, but then the following year, the, the following year, I went to the conference and I was like a totally different person. I was more confident. I had learned a lot over that year, and 
<clears throat> that was the year that I got my that I went in fully confident, and um, I had already had. We went to the regional, and then I went to Phoenix. So I already had three conferences under my belt before I went to the conference that I got my job at. And um, um, I feel like I'm going on a tangent, but yeah, that's that, that's where I got the that's where I got my job with Boeing. And now, now I feel that you know my 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 some of my mentors here at Boeing that helped me get the job that I that I have um, really helped me <clears throat> find myself and really allowed me to grow and find that confidence within my job. And so like, you know, you mentioned it at the beginning and there was, it was like, I like paying it forward. I know somebody saw something in me that allowed me to grow. And so now I feel that I have to do the same for the next generation. Um, no. Somebody gives, gives somebody else a chance. Right. Now, going back to your, your more confident uh, conference, where did you come up with that confidence? Um, I think that confidence came from understanding what I can bring to the table. So from my first conference, I didn't know. I wasn't really – not that I didn't know what I was talking about. It's just that I didn't believe what I was talking about, if that makes sense. You know, so um, – <laughs> I felt that the, the first one, the first conference, I had to be, I had to be who they wanted me to be, right? So I, I had this idea that it's like this company wants somebody like this, and I, I need to say this because that's what they're hoping for and stuff like that, right? And in my second one, when I my more confident ones, I was more with the mindset of I know what I can bring to the table. This is what this is my sales pitch. This is what what I have to offer, and basically take it or leave it, you know. And and that in itself brought me more of a. I got to show who I was, you know, and that got me the job. You know, the my my the, one of the recruiters that hired me, he told me later that he was like, yeah, I really enjoyed, I really like that you, you know, yeah, you didn't have a good GPA, but you were confident about what you were talking about, and that you you know you. You were just being yourself. You were bringing to the. T- you were already showing me what you were going to bring to the table when you joined the company. Right. So, I think that's where the confidence comes from. You know, to everybody that's listening, is that you, all of you, have specific talents, and everybody that's going to this conference has something to show for. You know, and if if anything that I've learned as a recruiter, see, you know, students struggle and showing me different. All the people that I talk to show me different um, personalities, I guess, you know, and different levels of experience is be yourself, you know, and, and, and show me who you are, you know, and because um, the reality is that, like, if you get this job and we work together, we're going to see each other more than we see our families. Yeah. So, you know, that's what we're looking for. So I, I feel like that's where your confidence needs to come from. Where it's like I'm a good person, I know what I can bring to the table, and this is this is who I am. Yeah, and and, and as for me, and, and, and you know, I'm sp- I'm speaking to everyone, but particularly the people I'm, I'm mentoring right now, who are about to head out to their first conferences. You know, you as much as advice as we can all give you, you gotta find your way, and in the end of the day, 
you have to believe that where you want to go, where you want to end up, is who you're going to be. And you have to act like that person now. Right. Even if you're not that person right now, act to that. Show a recruiter the potential you have to be that person. Ignore everyone else that's there. Ignore that your friends are there. Ignore that these big old companies are there. Focus on what you want and go for it. And if you don't know what you want, fish. Look for something. Ask questions. Network. Meet people that might show interest in areas that you might probably didn't even think of in the beginning. Like, actually, that sounds pretty interesting to me. I might want to go there now. You know, for right. me, you know, everyone knows this. I bombed, man. My first conference, I bombed. It sucked. Okay. I was depressed. I was like, what am I doing here? All that. But then, you know, as time went on and, and as I, you know, as I you know, matured, I think, you know, you, you, you start to, to realize who you want to be and who you want to get to. And by me just stepping out of my my shoes for a little bit and becoming that person, whether it's 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and sell to these companies who that person is, but just being that person for a little while, just for a weekend, it got me to a lot of places. And I know as he says it's easier said than done. And I know there's people yes. there that's that's they're inter they think they're introverted. Don't classify don't classify yourself as an introvert. Don't classify yourself as the shy, quiet person. Classify yourself as you. Okay? Because only you know who you are. I, I don't know. You're going to come talk to me. I don't know who you are. Tell me who you are. And right. you'll be surprised that sometimes that will convince someone to give you an opportunity. Right. I mean, so in the end of the day, guys, as much as advice as we've given you, as much as advice that we can try to teach you in terms of tips of recruiting and and conference prep and resumes and all the stuff that we've talked about the last few weeks. At the end of the day, we're not there with you. It's up to you to stand there and figure out, all right, who am I and what I want to achieve. Drop the mic. That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Thanks, I man. Bro, no, I just came up with it, right. man. I was yeah, kidding. <laughs> On the spot, man. We're done? No, we're done. That's it. No, so so again, guys, um, to all of you heading to conferences, to all of you heading to the Chef Conference, good luck. Um, we're wishing you the best. We, we cannot wait to hear the success stories that you all will have. And if you, again, if you don't get anything, remember, it's the experiences. Network. The best thing you can do is network. Because you'd be surprised how many of these people can come uh, later in your life to give you opportunities. Um, so, yeah, again, good luck to you guys. And to Goose, thank you so much for taking the time these last few weeks to help me out with these podcasts. Hopefully, it seems people like you, man. They've, they, the, the views have gone up. So hopefully we'll bring you back up. <laughs> yeah, um, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I will say to, you know, to the outgoing students going to these conferences, uh, everything you mentioned, I concur. Um, <laughs> and the last thing I will say is go enjoy it. You know, all of this is just an experience. Have fun, you know, yeah. It, like, have fun, enjoy it. Um, you know, yeah, we, we we strongly encourage, please, like, this is about a job and this is all this stuff. But we also have some great stories oh, from man. conferences, you know. So, um, but it's like, you know, work hard and play hard. So, you know, go get your job, go get your stuff done. You know, and then enjoy yourself and make those memories, you know? At the time we lost that one person, 
Yeah, we're not talking about that. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, not, not <laughs> <laughs> no, but again, and, and take breaks. You know, I know that things can get exhausting, but take your time to take a break, drink some water, go to your hotel room, decompress, and then re-strategize for the next thing coming up. Um, don't want to overdo yourself. Uh, careful with the coffee, all that stuff. Hey, all that stuff we're talking about days and days. But again, um, good luck to you guys. Uh, the next episode will probably be in a few weeks. Um, what I'm actually doing, I've already talked to a few students who are going to this conference. And I'm going to be bringing them into this uh, podcast to talk about their experiences. Um, see what they learned, what they wish they knew when they went to the conference. And hopefully get some good feedback on first timers and people who have gone there many many times um but besides that guys once again thank you so much for taking the time and on behalf of myself and g squared and goose good luck and until next time